This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bets and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and joining me is Sean Calvert, tennis journalist from the UK. And you can follow both of us on a new Twitter handle at Because We Win. And we do win. <laughs> we do we win, do. Mr. Calvert. Last we week, do. you gave us a 66 to 1 winner on this podcast with Surindulu. Yeah. And anything you could do, sir. I can do better because right, 80 hang to on. one. <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. Oh, here we are. Here we go. At 80 to one, we're just literally recording this. As you can see, I'm in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. I didn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. I left the I left the bar at 4-4 uh, watching the game in the sports book. And I've just been told by Sean that Lorenzo Mazzetti has yeah. just won our 80 to one selection last week. Uh, in Hamburg. So what a couple of weeks it's been. 60 to 1, 80 to 1 winners. Sean, congratulations, my friend. We're on fire. Well, congratulations to you, mate. You're the one that pulled it. I mean, we we did we did do the right thing, didn't we, uh, in that bottom half of the draw opposing Rubliev and Schwartzman. Uh, it's just the guys that I picked were well, they weren't fit for a start and they they, they didn't really perform. And obviously you've you've taken Massetti and he's 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 gone and won it, but he's gone and won it by beating Alcaraz in the final set of the final. He's not done it the easy way. You know, last week I had my feet up, didn't I? I had two finalists. It was no yeah. stress. But, you know, what, what can you say? 80, 80 to 1, 66 to 1? Um, you, can't, you can't beat that, can you? As simple as that. No, well, and obviously we had the place money uh, last week as well in the finalists. So we've, 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 we're hearing a bit of form coming into the US Open on this podcast, which is great. <laughs> and well, 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 the trouble is we don't want to peak too early, Sean. This is the problem, you know. People are going to get yeah. used to 66 to 1 winners and 80 to 1 winners. The thing is that the manner of that win there, you know, you went through all different emotions. You thought he'd blown it, you know, failing to take five sets. I left up the room here to do this and, and, I, and I was left rather disappointed thinking, oh, his chance off was gone. I had problems with the internet connection, finally got through and you told me that he won literally two I minutes thought, ago. So this is fresh. I thought, I thought you were just chilled. You were just like, yeah, he's won that. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, the thing is now I might be able to pay the room bill. Uh, and I might, oh, I might stay. I might, I might stay another week. You never know. But uh, you may as well. Yeah, yeah well, I, the, 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 the Trump. I would stay another week, but the, the money I won on that wouldn't even pay for the dog sitting cost. It cost to give the dogs uh, away. So uh, I need to. But we need to get. A, well, this week we've got some big opportunities. We've got three tennis tournaments this week. Um, yes. Not the best of tennis tournaments, but we've got some money in the hod. Uh, we're looking to sort of extend our winning record. Unfortunately, at yeah. the time of filming, there isn't uh, some outright prices out because a lot of the matches and, and, the, and the players in the draw have had to be withdrawn. So the draws have been rejigged. So we haven't got yeah. many, or well, we haven't got any odds to go by. But what we do have is the draw. We do have the statistics and we do look at the players that we quite like at the prices. So I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to hear your thoughts. I know you've put a lot of research into it. I've spent an hour and a half 
going through various different stages of my life, uh, watching an, an 80 to one winner. And I didn't even stay to the end. I can't believe it. Anyway, let's move I on did, to this I wasn't week. Even on it. I know. Let's move on to this week. And we'll <laughs> start with the event in uh, Atlanta in America, the ATP okay. Tour 250 event. It's a hardcore event. Uh, it's a, it's a yeah. tournament that's been dominated by American players. Um, John Isner in particular has won it six of the last eight years. And if you look at the draw, the one thing that I noticed straight away was how many American players there are in it and also how many Australians. It's uh, 13 Americans in the draw, seven Australians. Uh, so you, it's going to be between one of those two countries, I think, will win it. Um, the market do. Yeah, they do. I mean, look at, look at the market. Some big, big servers, some big, big uh, players in ATP Tour 50. Uh, the interesting name on the list is going to be Nick Kyrgios. How is he going to react from a Wimbledon finalist to an ATP Tour 50 Atlanta? Um, first mm. of all, before we go into the players we like, what do you think of the uh, the conditions that the players are going to find uh, this week in America? Well, it's going to be, it's always sweltering hot in Atlanta. They play at the um, Atlantic Station shopping mall it's like a car it's almost like a car park at the back of the shopping mall they, they put these these courts down just for this this week it's always sweltering hot there it's going to be about 32 33 in the shade really humid um it's actually the highest i mean just looking at last year 90 percent of the matches 90 percent of the service games were hold uh, were held last year um and there was 85 percent of the matches featured a tie break and that's that's just just crazy. I mean, the, the overall average over the last uh, five years, 83% holds, uh, 47% tie break. So it's, 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 it's the actual, the highest, that 83% is the highest hold mark of any tournament on the tour that's not played on grass. And that's, that's largely because of the players. It's not because it's the service is lightning quick, it's just because the players that are playing, Isner, Pelka, all these guys, Kyrgios. Um, so it's, as you said, it's, it's a tournament that, um, that tends to produce winners of, of, the big hitting variety. Uh, Roddick won here, Kyrgios, Isna, loads of times, uh, Mardi Fish. Uh, the only exception, actually, is, is De Menor, who did unbelievably well to win here against all these big servers. He's the only one that's really booked the trend in, in terms of um, the big hitters. So if you, the, the chances are you need to be looking at a big serving type in, uh, in Atlanta, really. Yeah, and there is a lot of big serving types in it. And uh, I mentioned it on the intro there, the interesting one is Nick Kyrgios. I think he's going to be, when the lines yeah. do come out, I wouldn't be surprised to see him probably tournament favourite, really, given that he's got to the Wimbledon final. But if anybody can, who's not going to be interested in a tournament like this, you know, the highs of that final and the, and the lows of playing an ATP Tour 50, you've got to be very careful to take low odds on Kyrgios. Um, on yeah. the outright market, you look, you've looked at the draw. Um, which players are sort of jumping off the page to you? You're thinking, you know, potential winners of uh, this event. Well, I think, I, think, I think you have to look at Riley Apelka here. Um, he's... He's got a anyway, he's, he's number one seed, top half of the draw. He's drawn against Alex de Minor, who's beaten him five times out of six, I think, five times out of five at main level. So de Minor always beats him. But I really feel that de Minor is going to be on a downer after Wimbledon. And he said it himself. I know he's had a month or whatever, but he said, he says, what, he says I'll be honest with you, this is going to take a long time to get over, you know, the loss that he had to Garin from, from two sets up. And he's honest. He just said, look, you know, it's, just, it's going to take a while, so I think I think he's, he might struggle. And without Diminor in that section, obviously Kyrgios is the wild card. But he might play his mate Kokinakis in the second round. What anything could happen there, couldn't it? Um, mm. So Kyrgios, I think you you really are taking a chance. I've seen some of the early odds on this. I think he's about four to one favourite. Kyrgios. Um, that's certainly not for me. At, at double the price. Apelka's around about eight to one. He's actually held serve ninety three percent of the time at this tournament. So if you're going to beat a Pelka, you're going to have to beat him 
probably in tiebreak because I mean, you're gonna have to hold your serve a lot. The pressure is going to be constantly on you to hold serve. Um, and Diminor's probably has is, is managed it really well against the Pelka. But as I say, I'm just not sure he's going to be up for it at the minute after that Wimbledon thing. Um, so a Pelka for me in the top half. Um, bottom half is, is is quite interesting. Nakashima's at the top there. He made the final last year, lost to Isner in the final last year. Isner's the obvious choice, isn't he? He's won this six times, but I'm just like you said the other week. I'm not sure about his fitness anymore. Mm. He just he seems to be picking up a lot of niggling injuries now. Um, and he what is he 37? I just think I think I think it's too obvious having you know the guy even at six times champion, you know suits him well. He lives around the corner, all that sort of stuff. I, I just think that he's too old to be to be chancing um, like four to one, five to one on Isner. Um, so the bottom half is is quite interesting. Brooksby, I don't think I think Brooksby will struggle the way that the way that he plays a very reactive game. Um, no no power in his serve at all. I think I think he'll probably struggle here. So the bottom half, TFO's got a poor record here as well. I think he's won one one match out of the five he's ever played here. TFO um, Corder's interesting. If Corder's fit, he's he's one that could definitely go well. But yeah, I think he had some sort of shin splints problem or, or shin injury. Um, during the, the the grass court season, so he's he's coming back from injury. Might take him a little bit of time to get uh, get up to speed. So that's a tough off the bottom half. I think I think I'm just going to take a pelka in um, in um, Atlanta. To be honest, eight to one. I think it's it's not it's not a fabulously original choice, but you don't tend to get big price winners in Atlanta. It tends to go pretty much to form. The big servers, the big hitters, they tend to battle it out between them. And I think, given that Dimonor might be on a downer, I think he may be. And then I think eight to one is pretty decent about about a pelka there. Yeah, I, I didn't really come to a conclusion of the winner of the tournament. I thought it was very hard to, to gauge because I think motivation for a lot of these players. My two conclusions yeah. were really I wanted to take on Kyrgios and I also wanted to take Dimonor for the reasons that you stated. I think Dimonor, both of them after their Wimbledon performances, I think they're going to find it very hard uh, to lift themselves in a tournament like this. I was interested in Nakashima actually in the bottom half, as you said there. Um, what yeah. price was he? I haven't seen any odds. What price would you see Nik I Nakashima? A, I think he was about 10, 11 to 1, something like that. I'd probably, want to, I'd, probably, I'd probably want a little bit more than that. If you're thinking about Nakashima at 10 or 11 and, or uh, 8 to 1 Apelka. Um, my conclusion was to just just try to oppose Kyrgios and Dimonor, maybe get them beat in, in some match bets. Um, on the match bets, is there anything? I know, we, we're, I we're waiting. For yeah, it's 11 to 1. I just checked. It's around about 11 to 1, yeah. On the match bets, I mean, we're waiting for the uh, the odds to come out on the matches, but is there anything you thought yeah, you I've not, I've not seen much here that I've, in terms of underdog. You know, I like backing the underdogs. I can't, mm. I can't bring myself to back these one point five shots or whatever. That's that's not happening for me. Um, I can't see if Vasquez losing to Halley's. Quan it might be interesting against Giron. Uh, it's his birthday today, Marcus Giron. Happy birthday to him today. But he's probably uh, watching. I'm sure he'd be watching. So happy birthday, Marcus. If he does you, every if week. I know he does. He keeps texting me, I was messaging me. I was saying, Giron, listen, leave me alone. I'm on holiday. Leave me out. He, wanted, he was just waiting for that shout out, which I've now given him. Um, <laughs> but he, but he, he might got a, lose. Got a, shout, got a shout out here from uh, Novak in uh, Belgrade. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> he watches every week. I think he's got a chance. I think Quan's got a chance, a decent, decent chance against Giron. He's probably the one underdog that that perhaps appeals slightly in that in that top half. Um, the others, I think the re- most interesting match will probably be Kokinakis against Kiros, which looks pretty likely to happen. Kyrgios has got a qualifier in the first round. Kokinakis has got the um, Georgia Tech kid, Andres Martin, who's um, you know the best player at Georgia Tech. That's why he's got the wild card. Um, so you'd expect Kokinakis to win that round two. Kokinakis, Kyrgios. I, I, I'll buy a seat for that. That'll be, that'll be <laughs> hilarious. Um, 
I think I think Jordan Thompson might push Nakashima closer than the odds suggest. I think Nakashima will win, but I think the odds are so he's about one point three or something. Nakashima, that, that, he doesn't break serve often enough for my liking. Nakashima, he might get some if Thompson's on a go day, which you never know with Jordan Thompson. Uh, I think he might potentially push push Nakashima closer than the odds suggest. There, Milman's got a four nil head to head against Popperin, but Popperin's the favourite, so. That's an interesting one. You, you never really know whether Milman is fit these days. He seems to have a lot of injury problems. But if he's fit, he's he's, he's possibly beating Popper in every single time. So, and he's slight underdogs. That's a possibility. Um, that's about it, really. Can't see Pear doing anything in this heat. It's too hot for Ben Watt. I think he'll play about a set and just call it quits, probably. He's got Jensen Brooksby, so that's probably a, almost a buy mm-hmm. for Brooksby into the second round. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think I I, I quite I quite, quite like Kokonakis to beat Kyrgios if the two of them meet in the second round. I think yeah, the, going back to, yeah, going back to our opposing the the two Australian players for their reasoning. That's the sort of that's the edge that I want to get with in this tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like your play on Opelka. I think that's probably a decent price at eight to one. I'd much rather bet Opelka at eight and Nakashima at eleven. So I think we're going to agree with you. We're going to go for it. Listen, it's not all about eighty to one and sixty-six to one. When it's Can't do it every week. I know people have come accustomed. A very small, you know, just just a just a tiny little eight to one shot. We'll take that this week. Uh, so we're going to go with the tournament, uh, the tournament number one seed, uh, eight to one. Hmm. Uh, Riley Apelka in Atlanta to continue the trend of American winners, uh, and we want to oppose the two Australians who we feel will have setbacks after Wimbledon. Let's move across to Europe uh, in Austria. Uh, altitude, isn't it? It's a kids' ball uh, in the Alps, up up in the Alps, um, on clay. Uh, the tournament fa- defending champion uh, and the tournament favourite, Casper Ruud, was uh, just withdrawn. So the draw has been uh, shaken up a little bit. Um, it's a very weak yeah. tournament. The draw looks very, very weak, doesn't it? I mean, it's a real low-key ATP till 250. Uh, but before we go into the betting, this this tournament is all about the conditions uh, and about players who can play in the conditions. Uh, what's your analysis of the court conditions we're going to have um, this week in Kitzbühel? Yeah, it's similar. It's quite similar to Gestard last week. Gestard's slightly higher, just over a thousand meters. Kitzbühel's about seven hundred and sixty uh, meters of altitude. I think the thing to the thing about Kitzbühel is sometimes it can play really quick because this this tournament's been moved around a little bit in the calendar um, a couple of times over the last few years. Um, if it's if it's hot, then it's going to play quick. And Dennis Isterman made the final here when on a really hot week, and he's never done anything on clay his entire life. Uh, but he came in. That, that was the year that two qualifiers made the final, Klizan and Istamin. 2018, I think it was. Um, scorching hot week, and it, it played really quick. But this week, there's a lot of thunderstorms around. It's, it's thunderstorms pretty much every day, according to, the, according to the weather forecast. But you don't know with that, because they might miss the local area. They can't be that precise and that accurate. So yeah, that's, you've got to keep an eye on the weather. If, it, if it's sunny, then it's going to play quick. So the statistics are 77% holds of serve average, which is... Pretty high for a clay event. Not as high as Gestard, but still on the high side. 38% tie breaks. Um, so you do get quite a few tie breaks um, here. It's actually one of the best under, best tournaments um, of the year for underdog winners. 43% of them on an average have won um, over the last nine years. So that's, that's massively high. I think it's number two in the whole, the whole calendar for underdog winners. So you, you, you get a lot of underdog wins because people are coming from other places. They're coming from Hamburg. And places like that, from uh, you know, at sea level, and then all of a sudden, the altitude and it's it's, it's a whole different ball game. The balls are flying all over the place. It's, it depends how much preparation you've had. It's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one to just rock up uh, from from somewhere like Hamburg and win it. Um, I, I don't I 
done most of the research on this before Casper Ruud had pulled out, so the draws changed a little bit, which is slightly annoying. But um, the style of player that's won here has been quite varied. The, st- the, the, the players that have reached the finals, it varies from Klizan, Basilashvili, to your Casper Ruds, your Ramoses and your Martinezes. So it's, it's got something for everything. It's just who adapts best to these, these conditions um, that's, that's obviously going to go well this week in Kitzbühel. Yeah, um, you've got. Have you got the, the, any odds in front of you on the tournament winner? I haven't. I haven't got any. I haven't seen anything. They're not out yet because the rude rude only withdrew about two hours ago. So it's um. So it's up there's, in no, the there's no. There's no. There's no Well, I, I've I've been. I, I've, I've get been, through it. No problem. Yeah, I've been I've been chatting on to. Um, I've been looking at some of the statistics and um, I look at the I look at that this tournament and I think it's any yeah. it, it, it's a tournament that you could like you said the outsiders could do really well. It's a tournament that. Uh, uh, there could be potentially a lot of shocks, but also it's got a tournament where we could get a very, very good price, in my opinion, about the best player in the field who gradually is getting better and better each week, uh, heading into the US Open where he's won before. And I think Dominic mm. Team here could really, really, I mean, his performances, you know, when he, when he came back, he was so far off the pace. Uh, but if you look yeah, at statistics on his, if you look at the statistics on his recent performance, I'm not, he's not going to challenge in the US Open, in my opinion. But he's getting better and better and better and better. And I think he's going to really fancy this this week uh, in Austria, obviously. And uh, yeah, I, he's I, won it I, yeah, he's won it before 2019. And I, I, I think it, it could be one of those events where we could be sitting here on this time next week and thinking we. In that field, we're getting a, that kind of price. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm sure he's going to be quite low, and I'm sure the bookmakers will yeah. come to the same conclusion as me. But um, I feel it could be a gettable time to get with Dominic Team because I think he's getting better and better and better. And um, he would definitely be my my pick in what is a very very weak tournament and a very weak section of the draw. Yeah, I mean the, the problem with that obviously is that he's got he's probably going to have to play Berrettini, who crushed him, didn't he, a few days ago. Um, mm. That, so that's he's gonna have to turn that around. I, I don't, I'm not so sure about team this week. I, I, I think he's got a chance, definitely. Um, I, I imagine, like you, the, the bookies will probably price him quite short, probably about mm. I don't know, seven, eight to one, something like that. Um, possibly even shorter. I, I'm not exactly sure, but um, yeah, I mean, the, with, with rude withdrawing, I mean, that's 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 really helped Albert Ramos at one stage. Ramos, who who, who lost to rude, really. really really badly a couple of days ago in Gaston. He looked absolutely dead on his feet, Ramos. He never looks well at the best of times, but he just he just looked like he, he was absolutely gone, Ramos. And he, and he, his, his first round was against Pablo Andujar. Um, now he doesn't have to play a first round and he's in the opposite half um, to Berrettini. So that, that, that round, the, the top half of the draw is now wide open. Um, the two I've kind of looking at, depending on the price, obviously. I think Nicholas Jarry was really unlucky to lose to Ramos. Really unlucky to lose to Ramos and Gestard. Should have won that match. Um, if he gets through against Martinez in the first round, which is a very, which is a tricky one, because Martinez made the final year recently. I think he was it last year he made the final Martinez. Um, so I think that's going to be. If he gets through that, I think Jerry might have a chance here, a big price. The other one that's quite interesting is Vic Capriva, because qualifiers have got a, a really, really good record in um, in Kitzbühel. Seven times in the last Kitzbühels qualifiers made at least the semi-finals um so that's really strong record because of the fact that they've, they've had that extra two matches to get used to the conditions it's a massive help and qualifiers have done so so well uh capriva's made the semi-finals in gestard before he's going to be a massive price i think he i think he him and jerry in the top half for me bottom half 
um, of the draw. Which is now just, 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 just before we uh, just, just say, just go on about that, um, yeah. uh, uh, Sean. I, I think Berrettini's withdrawn as well. Has he since when? Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's out of the tournament as well. It must have been in the last hour or so. Um, it must have been. Because, they only just printed yeah. the new drawer out, which didn't yeah, have room. He, 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 and, and, and the Greek Spores got into his place and got the round. So that Dominic team though in that bottom half has got an oh, absolute, God. unbelievably good draw. Well, um, you won't get a decent so that, price on him now, will you? <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, Berrettini has gone as well. So the Berrettini oh. and Rude have gone. So it's it's all over the place. So I think the best thing to do on on, on this tournament is to actually just uh, no. I, I, I the team draw. I mean. It, he can, he's got a bet, he's got a, a dream draw all the way through to semi finals, in my opinion. Uh, have a look yeah. what you can get on him, but I think it's a changing situation now. So, obviously, the research you've done before that in the last uh, must be in the last 20 minutes. Or so. I'm looking at the draw here now, and there okay. is no Berrettini, no Berrettini either. So, the top two seeds have, have been, have been, which I think there's some other seeds have gone as well because the number one seed now is uh, Ramos. Ramos Fernandez, he's gone up to yeah, the number he moved one into, seat. He moved into Rude's place. Yeah, so, so we've got, uh, and, and, and Crick Spore has now gone into uh, Berrettini's uh, space at the bottom of the draw. So that shows you, so really, really, I think that we should probably chaos. move on. It's a complete chaos. I think we should probably move <laughs> on from that draw. But I think just on that draw, if you Dominic team is now the class man in that field. And um, The one I know, was looking it, at was, sorry, no, no, go on, go on. The, the one I was looking at was Karatsev. I think he's he's started to play quite well back to back quarterfinals on the clay. It's either going to go one or two ways for Karatsev because it's obviously the balls are flying, it's it's difficult to control. But he's he's won in places like Dubai, which got thin air before, so he's he's been able to control it. I think the, the conditions could be really good for Karatsev. I know he's coming from sea level; that's the problem. He'll either take to this really well or he won't. I think mm-hmm. if he takes to it, I think he's a real danger. I think before Berrettini pulled out, I was looking at him as potentially one of the only one or two people that could beat Berrettini in that bottom half of the draw. If he's on a good form, if he finds his feet on uh, altitude, I think there's a chance for Karatsev there. But again, we'd need to see the prices. It probably won't be that great yeah. now that Berrettini's out. No, we'd have to we'll look in the morning. And stuff. It could be because of more of the draws as well, so we could see. Maybe somebody else uh, pulled out by then. Yeah, yeah. It's all changed. <laughs> uh, let's, 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 we'll leave the matches as well because I think it's quite difficult to say but what's going to happen in, in the conditions there. Let's move on to the there's final. One that I like, if you want to yeah, go sure, go on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go um, on, go on. The one that I like is is Jerry. I talked about Jerry before, not necessarily to win the match, but his record is f- about playing tie breaks. It's just unbelievable. Um, I mean, fourteen of the last twenty opening sets he's played in any conditions have gone over ten and a half uh, games in the first set. In Kitzbühel, every single set, every single opening set he's played has gone over ten and a half. In Gestard, over twelve and a half. Um, in um, every set in the three matches he played. He played seven out of eight tie breaks, seven sets out of eight that he played in Gestard last week with tie breaks. This guy just cannot break serve and he holds about 92% of the time. So he's, he's, if you get a decent price about Jerry, first set tie break, he's just a machine. You know, forget about Isner and Opelka. <laughs> Everyone knows about them. Mm. Jerry's just, he's incredible. Just, just constant tie break after tie break. And he's playing here at altitude. Um, over, over 10 and a half looks... You'll probably get about two to one about that. That's 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 a bet for me, definitely. And and uh, so who's he playing again? I didn't. I didn't uh, Martinez. Martinez. Okay. So Jerry Martinez over ten and a half in the first set. You can even play and play and do the second set as well. You know, you, you, know, you can do the pre-match and just look up for the over games. The over total games could be an angle as well. But the mm. best play for, for in the matches is is that game to be over ten and a half uh, yeah. games in the first set. Uh, let's move on to the final tournament. Uh, three tournaments, I say, staying in Europe. Uh, we're in Croatia. 
the Croatian Open, is it Umark? Uh, another ACP Tour 50 event. Um, Alcaraz is going to be heavy favourite. Um, is he but, playing? You know, this is that, <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Is he going to play after that match there? Is he going to fancy? Is he going to think to himself, you know what, he just comes through a match there against Massetti and got beaten in a long game. Is he going to fancy it? But if he did, if he does participate, he's going to be a very, very heavy favourite. Um, yeah. Which means you've got to look in the bottom half of the draw. I mean, where we've made the money this week with Massetti and previous week was we looked for the each way option in the opposite half of the draw where the heavy favourite was. And that is what yeah. the strategy has to be in this tournament as well. Obviously, the, um, the main contender is Yannick Sinner. But again, another player coming back from Wimbledon on a big high, a game he should have won against uh, Novak Djokovic. He thought he'd be, really be very upset that he never got the job done there. How will he sort of come back from a, in an ATP Tour 250 event? And there's got to be some value in the bottom half of the draw. I, I picked out two, but before we go on to the two that I like, and I'm sure you've got some opinions as well, just tell us what the, yeah. uh, the conditions are like on the courts in Croatia. Yeah, totally different from Kits. Um, it's obviously sea level. It's, uh, it's 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 not far from the beach. It's it's slow. It's hot. It's humid. Matches here don't start until later on in the evening, uh, later on in the afternoon slash evening. So it's like five pm, six pm starts. You know, because it's so hot. Um, it's going to be thirty. It's not. I mean, it's not insanely hot. It's going to be about thirty three in the shade. But obviously on court, you can add another five or six, seven, eight degrees to that. That's why they play the matches late at night. So it's dead slow. Um, Average is seventy three percent holds of serve which puts it somewhere near the bottom um, of all the tournaments on the calendar. 29% of the matches feature a tie break. Um, again, indication of it, of it being extremely slow. And the, the, the type of players that, that win here make the finals, it's, they're all the real clay dogs. What, what you've got to bear in mind about Umag is this is the last chance uh, for these guys to play on clay this season. That's it now. After Umag's done, they're going to the hard courts. And a lot of these guys don't fancy it. So this is this is where the clay guys are really going to try and try and earn some money and earn some ranking points. I mean, people that have won here, Lajevic and, and made finals, Lajevic, Cechinato, Lorenzi, Pella, Andrej Martin, that he, he made the final here uh, a few years ago. Um, Alcaraz won here last year. So it's 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 a real clay quarters paradise. There's no there's no speed in these courts at all. It's 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 pretty slow. Um the support's a big factor as well. Italians get a lot of support here because it's just over the, the Adriatic from from Italy. Slovenians get a lot of support here because it's just over the border from there. Um, so, yeah, so you're looking at um, you're looking at a lot of the, the real clay dogs. Number one seeds have got a terrible record here as well. Um, no one's defended this title since Guillermo Correa in 2005. That's what Alcaraz is going to try and do this week if he plays. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, that's the sort of profile of, um, of Umag. Yeah, so we've got to look at the bottom half of the draw. Um, and all the uh, some of the points you've made there. I mean, Sinner is obviously that we said he's going to be the main contender. He's going to be very heavily supported from the Italians, but I think he's opposable as well. Um, I think he's very opposable. And there's one player I like at a decent price. And and what you said there, well, there was two players I like, but one of them has made me sort of my ears pin up a little bit more from what you said there. The last chance of 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 a clay win, you're looking for someone who's really, really just loves the clay, loves that kind of thing, wants to defend the, the ranking points. And the player, I think, uh, we're going to get a very good price each way, is Lazlo Jerry. Um, mm-hmm. I, I quite like him in that bottom half of the draw. I think the bottom half of the draw is the weakest section. And the other player I like is uh, is our old friend, Bias. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. the other. They're the two obvious players for me. I hope, have, you, have we got any odds on the, um, 
on the tournament winner yet, or is it, are we still waiting oh, on those as well? Not on the outright markets. I, I'm, I'm no. kind of in a similar thought to you. The, the two that I picked out, one was Baez, um, the other one, um, Alex Molchan. Mm. Um, I think he's got a, a really good chance. I mean, I think we have to oppose Sinner purely because I, as I say, well, as you said, the, the, the Wimbledon thing, you know, he's, he's not played for a while. Is he going to be up for this 250 before he goes off to the hard courts? It's a kind of a strange one to just come in and play one one clay tournament and then go to go straight to the hard courts. I find that a bit, little bit weird. Um, the other reason that I'm not, not keen on Sinner is I just don't trust him in the heat. Um, it's, it's so hot and humid here. He's, he's a player that who I've, who I've long held doubts about in terms of his stamina. There always seems to be something wrong with him. He cramps and all this sort of stuff. And that also, that also incidentally, puts me off Rune in the top half of the draw. He's another one who, who, who's a, a questionable stayer, to, to coin a horse racing term, in, 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 hot, uh, in hot conditions. Um, so the two I like, Molchan, he's got an excellent record on clay um, last, the last 12 months. Won 13 out of his 18 matches. Really nice set of clay statistics in terms of the combined service points won, return points won, all that stuff. So he's, um, and he also proved himself in the heat last week. I don't know whether you saw it, but he beat Karenio Buster in a, a really long match. It was, it was 38 in the shade that day in Hamburg. And he, and he came through and outlasted Karenio Buster. So he's, he can play in the heat, Molchan. Um, so he's the one for me. I, th- I think he's the one. Him and Baez, they're the two that, that, that have the kind of profile that we're looking for here. Because I, I can't see either of them two doing much on the hard court swing. No. So we, well, we both agree on Baez. We're both going for... Uh... A couple of big, big outsiders of Molcan and Laszlo Jerry for me. Uh, so there's three in the bottom half of the draw. And as you've seen uh, in the last couple of weeks, and, and you know the success what we've we've done uh, with the two winners with Massetti and Serendula is probably not. You know we haven't gone all out and said these guys are going to win it because of reasons. What we've done and what we what, what we're trying to educate people to do on this podcast, Sean, is, is is look at the tournament as a general. Look at how much money's at stake. Look at what conditions the players have come in from before and oppose the players. So, you know, uh, when you when we, you picked Serendulu, it wasn't because you really thought Serendulu would go on and win the game. We, we, you got the lucky run through. But the reasoning was because you thought Kasper Rudd was vulnerable in the first round. And once he got, if he got past that, his odds would half. And the same with the last week. We, we highlighted the bottom half of the draw because we thought the two players in the bottom half of the draw seeds were vulnerable. And they yeah. are. And this is, this is why we're, we're picking these three big outsiders this week in the bottom half of the draw because we believe that Sinner is a vulnerable uh, uh, candidate and we also think the tournament favourite is going to be vulnerable as well if he plays on the back of what's happened to him uh, today against Musetti. So when you look at these tennis podcasts, that we're trying to break it down to actually give you some understanding where we're thinking from. It's You know, we're not saying this guy's going to win because he's, we're brilliant and he's 80 to 1. You need a little bit of luck. But we're trying to say that the players who are, who are low odds aren't going to be motivated and hence we we can bet two or three around that draw section or that bracket of the draw and if we can get one through to the final we're going to land some really nice prices so that's what we're trying to do here on the game better match podcast um sean we're running out we haven't got much time but is there any um matches that you like in croatia i think the obvious one is it's going back to what you just said a minute ago i think the obvious one has got to be to take Bedin to do something against Massetti. um yeah oh yeah yeah He's going to be out celebrating for a while after that. Yeah, uh, so am I. Uh, <laughs> See that? I'm going, I'm going down there. I know you are. There. Yeah, you're going down. I don't know where Missetti's going to be going. Um, you've been to Hamburg, you tell me. Um, oh, right. It'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be all right out there. Don't worry about it. I'm sure he will. So um, I just think it's going to, I just think it's tough because Bedin's, um, 
you know, he's from he's from Slovenia. He's he's played here many many times. He gets a lot of support. He's going to be motivated to do well. I think it's it's a good time to be playing Massetti, isn't it? He's, he's put a lot of effort in last week in Hamburg. His first big win, um, and you can afford the odds that it's going to be. I think he's about one to three, uh, Massetti. It'd probably be even shorter than that. Maybe after after mm. winning beating Alcaraz, I don't know. Um, but I think it's definitely worth chancing Bedin. I could I could certainly see one set from Massetti at least going awry. Um, definitely would take Bedin. Maybe on the on either the set handicap or the game handicap. One of the two. Um, I think Bedin's got an excellent chance there. That's that's the that's the one that kind of stands out to me. Um, again, this is a good tournament for underdog um, underdog backers. Uh, I think this is thirty nine percent of them. Uh, have won on average in the last eight editions. That's the seventh best tournament in that regard of the of the entire season. So, yeah, it's 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 one you can definitely look for underdogs. These two, Kitzbühel and, and Umag, definitely look for them underdogs because it's it's, it's a huge history of, of of providing lots of underdog winners. That's the one that stands out for me. I can't I can't still some qualifiers. I haven't got all the prices, but um, yeah, Bedin is the one that leaps off the page for me. So there it is, three ATP 250 events this week. Uh, let's give you a quick run through. And the Atlanta tournament, we're going to go for Riley Apelka at eight to one uh, in Kitzbühel. Very hard. A lot of withdrawals happening as we're recording this. Number one and number two seed aren't playing. But Dominic Team is showing some form. And I think he's going to have a big run. Uh, just look out for the price because I think he's going to be very, very um, short in the betting. But um, certainly Dominic Team is coming to some kind of form and you might look on Monday morning and think, why didn't I take the odds on Dominic Team? And in the final event in Croatia, in Umag, we, we're going to oppose to the favourite again, Alcaraz. We're looking at the bottom half of the draw. We both agree on Sebastian Baez, um, Laszlo Jerry for me and Molkan for Sean uh, at some very nice prices to so try to land the each way. Uh, the each way betting with Bet Rivers, obviously half the odds if your pl- uh, player makes the final. So you can get some really nice prices on that. And the way the bracket of the draw is is formed, uh, progression to the set, to the finals, it look, looks quite good in that bottom half of the draw. Uh, as I said earlier, you can follow myself and Sean on the Bet Rivers new uh, Twitter handle. We, it's, it's all the contributors on the Bet Rivers network, all the handicappers, some great content on the golf, great content on the on the football season. It's come the soccer season. It's coming up, and all the the handicappers on there will be tweeting their plays and in plays as well. And that is at because we win. Um, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, please do so. And obviously give us a like and a review. And you can download this podcast on any one of your favourite podcast providers. Sean, it's been an incredible two weeks. We've had a 60 to yes. 1 winner, an 80 to 1 winner. It doesn't get better than that in tennis betting. Tell your friends, get us up that podcast charts. We're up, we're in the top 10. We want to hit the top five. Hopefully everyone listening is cashing tickets. Uh, I'm out on that strip there behind me. I'm going to hit the town tonight and I'm going to celebrate and have a nice, I'm going to think I'm going to have a nice bottle of Italian red to celebrate our win on Lorenzo Mazzetti. Sean, I'll catch you next week. All the very best this week and thank you everyone for watching. Uh, this has been uh, the, the Game Better Match, the tennis podcast in association with Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>